listener. Welcome back to another edition of A Real Page Turner with Donnie Granza and Mara Maros. Hi, Donnie. Hello, Mara. It's good to be back with another, our kind of end of summer episode. Yes. And in keeping with that, we decided to do kind of a horror thriller classic. I Know What You Did Last Summer by Lois Duncan that was originally published in 19... 90 and it was then re-released in 2020 a new like a new book of it like a new cover like a more of an updated cover was released in 2020 and the movie was, was you know <laughs> Was it 2010? 2010, yes. Oh, I don't know why. Yeah. I found one that was 2020. Oh, oh. Yeah. Another pre-release. Maybe there must Sorry. have been a few of them that were put out there because, yeah, the one I found said 2020. So that's interesting. Okay. But yeah, it was originally published in 1990. So interesting. seems like a long time ago. So yeah, tell us about the movie. Sorry to, sorry to call you out again, but it's this 1973. It was originally what? published. Stop it. Wait, hold on. So I'm so confused. Why were there so many? I wonder, it would be interesting to read it because I wonder if she changed, if anything got changed. Oh yeah, the cover from whatever, 19, I see the release date is 1975 by Simon and Schuster Children's Publishing. Mm. And the cover is actually very 70s looking, very <laughs> 70s looking. That yeah. is interesting. So there must have been numerous iterations of it. Yeah, because there's an updated cover that that is very 80s. 80s looking. And then the one I got that was released in 2020 is much different. Actually, there's numerous different covers for this book when I'm looking at them. And this one says first edition. Okay, so you're right. First edition, 1973. (laughs) And then they did another cover in 1975 and another one in the 90s the 1990 another one in 2020 who knew (laughs) glad we got that uh, squared away. I, I am completely shocked. So sorry, listener, for all of this confusion. I should have done my better research before I got on this call. <laughs> so Julie, I think you were probably going to do a better job with the movie, right? Yes. yes. So the movie came out in uh, 1997. It was directed by Jim Gillespie, written by Kevin Williamson, and features a pretty notable cast of a very 90s cast. Jennifer Love Hewitt, Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Phillippe. Also features uh, Johnny Galecki and Brigitte Wilson in uh, supporting roles. It debuted, it was a huge box office success. It was uh, against the budget of $17 million. It uh, made over $125 million. Critically wasn't that well received. It kind of it kind of um, was kind of mixed reviews with um, many kind of saying, oh, it's kind of a standard horror slasher movie with that, uh, but has like a 45% uh, score on Rotten Tomatoes. It was uh, followed up the following year with a sequel. I still know what you did last summer. And then there was a direct DVD. He had a sequel called I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer. I believe there was a, a TV adaptation a few years ago as well. So that was on Amazon 
trying for one season, which I never yeah, and, it, <laughs> and it's funny because I was like reading a little bit on this and they rushed production because of the success of Scream. So they were kind of, I think yes. like, you know, you'll see a lot of those slasher teenage films yeah. and that was, you know, Scream was and, obviously incredibly successful. Yeah. And it's one of the things and Scream is one of my all-time favorite movies that I wish was based on a book so we could do an episode on it. Something that that movie kind of like reinvigorated interest in horror slasher movies because like they were so huge in the 80s and then by the early 90s they were kind of falling out of favor and that kind of reinvigorated and it started like another that trend and i know what you did last summer certainly um was falled in that then there's other movies like urban legend and that and i always to go to harken back to the sats and the analogies i said i know what you did last summer is to scream what friday the 13th is to halloween mm-hmm. i think that's the best way to describe it but there but enough talking about a a different movie or something but i did this is a movie that i watched you know that i watched numerous times coming uh and i said to my husband while we were watching it i'm like you know i bet this is where freddie prince jr and sarah michelle geller met and he's like what i'm like they've been married a long time and when i i I of course had to google it and i'm like i'm right that is where they met but they didn't start dating then it was years later but that is where they first met And I was like, oh, so, I mean, I love this cast. I mean, I love all of them. You know, they're all great. Ryan Philippe and Felipe and uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. They're all great. But yeah. I will say, I thought that the they, I mean, they're vastly different, the movie and the book. Yeah. I mean, basically the only thing they kept the same were the names. Like even to who was killed is different in the book and the movie. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously, spoiler alert. If you, yes. Especially for the book, you know, which is quite as well known right there and yeah this is this is one of those films that have like a list of films like uh mean girls and clueless and shrek is and mrs doubtfire of my list of books of movies that i had no idea were based off books (laughs) you know it's it's one of those where you're like oh really really you never would have thought you never would have thought that and i I think the book was not quite as thrillery if that's a word, as the movie. Right? I didn't find there was like, it was incredibly tense in the book. And I, yeah. and I, you know, the main, let alone all of the vast, vast changes that were made, I think from who was driving the car to like who they killed to just their dynamic in the book and the movie are, are so different. But, um, you know, the body count, right? Cause like nobody in the book is ever really killed. Sure. They all kind of sure. like it kind of, it kind of resolves itself like nobody's ever murdered where the movie which i never kind of figured out is why there was some like gratuitous murder right like why johnny galecki's character was murdered that was kind of like he had nothing to do with anything and why her sister elsa was murdered who really didn't have to do anything with anything in the book it was just kind of odd to me that you know they were killed very strange yeah why the movie did that i mean it was just so so different yeah i could i could under i could somewhat like understand maybe um helen's sister elsa possibly because he was going after helen that yeah she was in the way same thing as like he kills the the cop who right um, i forgot about that too so you could say that he was he killed them to get them out of the way out of the way to get to it it's um you know something when you watch as many horror movies as i have you realize that yeah sometimes 
you know, they kind of up the body count. But the Johnny Galecki's character, whose name escapes me, is uh, I was. I, I think like his um his book his um his death kind of like opened some questions of well like why just you know it's kind of one of those it's like oh you're gonna um kill him just to you know right just like I thought have, they were gonna leave him scene. yeah like I thought they were gonna leave him a little longer as a suspect like as somebody they maybe thought was doing it to build some tension there so it was so bizarre that they just killed him with like I don't know. Like no yeah. racing. I'm like, I don't understand the point of killing him. Yeah. Something yeah. when you think about like critic when you think about like critics, like a lot of like horror movies, slasher movies get like kind of ravaged by critics because they say it's like, oh, it's just like these characters you don't care about. They just kinda just trying to up the body count. And it's interesting how like even to, to go back to Scream, how like both films are written by the same writer, Kevin Williamson, who also created Dawson's Creek. And, Another favorite. Yes. And he so it's kind of interesting with Scream like poked fun at a lot of things with horror movies, whereas like this kind of settled into some of the cliches that you come to expect with them. But yeah, I when reading the book, I was very surprised. I was like, okay, when are people going to start dying? You know, <laughs> I thought. Right. And did you know who, do you know who Bridget, uh, Bridget Willison's husband is? <laughs> Little trivia for you. Pete Sampras. Oh, do you know, tennis player. <laughs> Pete Sampras, like great tennis player. That is his wife yes. for many, many years. Because oh, I saw her, I'm like, oh, I said to my husband, like, that's Pete Sampras's wife. So I had a lot of <laughs> trivia on the um, actor and actresses in this film. Mm-hmm. But I actually had to like, I was watching it one night this week and I actually had to like pause it and go back because I don't love horror movies and it was making me a bit <laughs> nervous. Like, <laughs> like I was like, mm, I'm going to come back to this in the daylight. But it was like, <laughs> but I, I, I actually think this is a case where I like the movie better than the book because I found mm. the book just kind of ended like do, 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 do. Everybody's happy, right? The bad guy, for lack of a better word, is caught. They've all come clean and they all you know, go on with their life. Right. So like, I find like, it was just like a little too, I don't know, neat for a better word, lack for lack of a better word. I I like this movie. I think I could see the appeal. I I could see the appeal in the nineties, especially. I don't think it aged terrible. Like I didn't find anything like truly, like I didn't find anything troubling in it. Right. Like it's a nineties horror flick, whatever. Yeah. it's good. I could see why kids watch it today. Like my daughter has seen it. Like I could see why people are still watching it because it is like people are still watching the screen, right? Like there's a reason for that. It works. It's a little, it's not like, you know, there's some jump scares, but not too many. I, I don't know. I could see, I see the appeal of this film. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I yeah. get why people are still watching it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's just so 90s. And the 90s it really is. You know, it's a simpler time. Okay. I think if you're expecting though to be scared, like you're a little bit scared in the movie and when you're watching the book, it's not. That's not gonna happen. What watching like, the book? Watching it. Reading. Reading <laughs> the book. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna have that same thing. Because I do think the book is probably very 70s. But this is why I think there was yeah. updated. This is why I think it's been updated. And I have to go back and look, but in some place there so I got a little confused in this book. And now it's making sense to me why. I think in some places they referenced a cell phone and in yes. <laughs> other places they referenced 
a landline. And I, I began to question at the end of the book, like, I don't understand why he's calling the house phone and her phone's ringing. And then they go to say her cell phone is plugged into the wall. So that's what makes me think that some of it was updated because those would not have been references in the 70s. Yeah. I When I started reading it, I had no idea there was this reference. So like I had heard that it was about, you know, from the 70s. And, and then I, it got to one point, like it was early on in the book and they mentioned GPS. Yes. And I was like, okay, like is like gps is there like something like that something like that from the 70s whatever i don't know so i was very confused and then like the very next page it says something about like helen was was texting barry i was like whoa 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 like texting wasn't even a thing in 1997 when the movie came out so then i went i was like what's going on did i did i download the right book or something something then i'm and i go um i look at the on the wikipedia and it says that oh yeah uh, every um a reissue in 2010 yeah. uh, with modern references and it's funny um because I, I feel like they didn't modern reference it the whole way through. Yeah. What one thing was interesting is, is one character uh, that was clearly eliminated from the movie was the, um, Collingsworth or something, or they call Collie, and he was a veteran. And they talked about him coming back from Iraq, and they said that was updated from Vietnam there. And uh, that, gosh, I forgot about that as you said that. I'm like, you're totally yeah. right. They did say that. So weird that some of it seemed updated and some of it didn't yeah you know like they were talking about the phone ringing and it was you know they made it seem like it was a house phone <laughs> and the other place they kind of lost me on that is when the numbers that they had when she would call the fraternity house for barry when helen would call the fraternity house and i'm like wait i thought i read somewhere about cell phones in this book like why does she have a landline for the fraternity house um <laughs> So I thought that was like a little bit strange. Um, yeah, but there was just some inconsistencies. I think it would be interesting to go back and read the seventies book that I hadn't realized was even an option because the new one I think is updated a little bit inconsistently throughout. Um, yeah, just, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I mean, there's no person with a hook. Nobody's killed with a hook. There's no mystery fisherman coming along with his little hook hand. Yes. You know, trying to kill people. So there's like kind of none of that. Uh, and and they were all graduating high school and going to college. Whereas in the book, Barry and Ray had graduated high school already. Julie James was the only person still in high school. And Helen Helen had left high school and gone to do like a spot on the news in the book. So all those people, like their characters were not all the same age as they were in the movie, which I could see why they made that change in the movie, because I think that's hard to portray them doing different things, you know, um, than just being together and like graduating high school. I think that made sense to do that. But in the book, they're all kind of different. There are different spaces in their life, you know. And I think yeah. Anne Hayes' character who played the sister, Davy, David Egan's sister, who is nothing, nowhere in the book, nor is David Egan, is there, you know, she's a conduit to some creepiness. Like, you know, she's kind of this elusive kind of backwoods character, which is a little bit, you know, creepy. And there's a whole backstory about David Egan and the girl he killed um, by accident, his girlfriend on the same hill. And none of that exists in the book. You know, so I feel like this is one of those where they took a source and then they just, they took a premise 
like an inciting incident of these four kids who killed somebody and changed everything else about it except their name. Yeah, yeah. I find it really interesting. Well, like sometimes, like I, I like I like when we do episodes on stuff like this. You know, where usually like when we run into something where like the book and movie generally follow pretty closely or something it's kind of boring. That's when we have our 15 minute episodes as opposed to the 25 half hour episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, you're but, right. Um, because it, it's just it's so different. I think if you're I think if you're a fan of this movie, like it would be an interesting thing to read the book. And I would, you know, I think. The 2020 book is probably the one to read unless you really want to go old school and get the original 1973. But I think if you were to go on Amazon or somewhere, you're probably going to find the 2021. And I think that would be an interesting like study, right? Like just to say, wow, like this is really different because sometimes I feel like when you watch a movie that is close to the book and they change a few things, like I tend to get annoyed. (laughs) I tend to get (laughs) very caught up in the backstory and want to know more. But I think because this was a slasher film, like there really wasn't a lot of backstory that you missed from these characters, right? Like they were, they were full of depth, right? (laughs) Because that's what we're expecting from a slasher film. And what they want you to know about them is what they tell you. Yeah. De- you know, depth, not depth. Right, right. Depth, not depth. Depth. There's not a lot of depth to them, which is okay. <laughs> and you kind of get what you need to know about them in the film. And there's not much more in the movie that you need to know. There's not much more in the book you need to know either about them because yeah. it's a thriller. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that because that's where I tend to get lost, like that yeah. are annoyed. Like I want more. And I feel like you miss a lot of that. But this you didn't. And I yeah. think it would be if you're a big reader and you think, oh, I want to read something new. Like, yeah, get this book. And then yeah. you could see it's because it's not. Neither of them are long. Like the book was like a, it said 200 pages, but honestly, the print was pretty big. It was a quick, quick read. And <laughs> the movies, like what, an hour and 40 minutes, hour, hour and 45, maybe. Yeah. Neither of them are huge time commitments and good for the enough. entertainment value you get. True. And I love, and I love Jennifer Hewitt. She's one of my all-time I do favorite too. actresses. I like, you know, and she was it in the 90s and still doing today. She's on the show 911, which yes. I, I'm a fan often, and I a show I started watching because she was on it. She, I saw her on a talk show promoting it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch that now." And yeah, I love every shows. one of them. Like, I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. I love Freddie Prince Jr. Ryan Felipe. <laughs> I think they're all great. Like, I they've all been in those movies that you just you really yeah. like. And Ryan Felipe was in um oh a show I just watched. Oh my gosh, and it's it's a good show. And he was only in it briefly, but then he kind of plays a recurring like flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a recent one. I can't remember what it was, but yeah. it was about like a serial killers and he played a cop, but he was very good. Played, He played a good part. He played a, like a very believable ass, asshole. Like I, like, I said, yeah, that's like such a quintessential nineties movie character. Like there's always that one guy that you just, you just hate, you know, you, right? you love to hate and you're like, what was, Helen doing with him (laughs) um, yeah it's kind of like what he was in like Cruel Intentions right like when he was with never seen that movie Reese Witherspoon you've never seen Cruel Intentions never never oh my gosh so (laughs) good that was 1999 so okay after this one and he was in that with Reese Witherspoon who he ended up marrying and Sarah Michelle Gellar's in that one too that is a great film (laughs) I'll have to watch it you will have to watch it. Yeah, it's a bucket list movie for me. <laughs> yeah. So, anything else you want to go over? Or I love it's. I love how in the first scary movie that the, this was parodied. So, so, so yeah. like, definitely like 
like and scary movie they essentially combined scream and i know she last summer for the plot that was very funny <laughs> i don't know if i've ever seen any of those full way through i only like the first one the scary movie <laughs> yeah, the I second one's funny really too but no, there's like they ignored but yeah well this was a good one so until next time listener keep reading and keep watching